0: Welcome to A Better Way. I am your host, Craig Booker. In the last episode, I told my story, simply what got me here. In this episode, we'll continue on from where we left off in telling my story. I'll address some points that I think are interesting and maybe some things that we can learn from. If you're listening to this episode and you've yet to listen to episode 3 I would highly encourage you to stop now and go back and listen to that one and then pick up here after you get done. As I say every episode, this is not meant to replace therapy. While I do hope that this is helpful, this is not a replacement for getting the help you need. The information and suggestions shared are just that, they're my experience. They're meant for educational and informational purposes only. Now, if you recall listening to last week or last episode, I discussed some of my story leading up to key events that impact my overall fear story. I won't get too deep into what a fear story is, but to give you a simple definition, A fear story is the collective thoughts, experiences, events, circumstances, people, and environment contributing to an individual's lifelong understanding of fear. If you would like to read more about a fear story, if you go to craigbooker.com, type in the search fear story, it'll bring up an article explaining in detail what a fear story is. So here we go. We'll start with one of the key events that laid the foundation in my fear story. I just lost my job as a web developer. It was my first what I call real job. So I get the news that I'm losing my job that day uh, over email. Again, was my first experience with you know real full-time employment. And so I was pretty naive in... A lot of things that go on in corporate America, such as layoffs, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I didn't know much about unemployment at all. I was just at the point where I had my feet on solid ground. I was earning a decent living for being so young and inexperienced. So, you know, having the rug pulled out from under you, so to speak, was a big shock I didn't know that it was actually a really traumatic event for most people. At that time, the idea of counseling didn't even register to me. I didn't know that I needed help or that you would even go get help after being laid off. And being a male, you know, the last thing that we typically do in most cases, not all, but most cases is guys are not real great about asking for help. This was a time that I can look back and say I should have sought out a counselor. At this time, I had little to no experience with anxiety or mental health challenges, so I was uneducated, unexperienced in that, and didn't know how much these types, uh, these type of stressful events impact an individual. So I want to stop here for just a second and reflect on these lessons here and ask questions. Are there recent events in your life that you might need to process with a counselor, a local pastor, and you've just neglected it like I did? You know, there's no shame in this, whether you did so intentionally or unintentionally, neglected to get help for these. What I'm saying here is I want to encourage you to get the help you need and not wait till you have layer upon layer upon layer built up of unprocessed trauma. All right, let's keep going. My background was in web development even though it was relatively short. So finding a new job at that time was incredibly difficult for me. Not only because you know I was relatively junior as a web developer, but because web developer jobs really were not much of a thing, at least in Oklahoma City. And at that time, you have to kind of keep some context as to what technology was around and how people look for jobs. Most people were looking for jobs used, still using newspaper ads. Online job tools were not quite what they are today, and so the process of looking for a new job was somewhat archaic when you look at how we, we search for a job today. And the next point I want to talk on is the impact of Searching for a job that is rare in a bad economy, all while filing for unemployment every week and proving what searches that you've done and where you've applied for work. And it's even worse in a down economy because there's a lot less jobs and a lot more people looking for those jobs And so the overall process just wears on you. As I was wrapping up my education, trying to finish my bachelor's degree, I was going through an internship where I was helping at an employment agency and seeing how this degree that I was trying to complete was so general that it was going to be difficult to lead to... A job directly I would soon have to start looking for another job yet again uh, facing another job search and the mental toll that that takes on your brain and so you know I was dealing with a lot of layers of trauma and I had no idea that I should be seeking help to process this trauma So after my internship ends and I go looking for other jobs, if you recall, I describe a few opportunities that I went through and I won't get into those, but then it leads me to, in my desperation, to take another position, which, and as I was going through it, looked like a great fit. I think if the job was actually what was described and offered to me, these events might have looked much different. Looking back at this time, I can see that I didn't have support put in place to help me get through this time of adjusting to this job, and I failed to express and try to negotiate my needs with my employer. All right. We'll stop here just a second again for some a time of reflection and questions here uh, to see what we can apply to our lives today. Maybe you are looking for a job yourself or you're in a job that is frustrating you. Maybe your job right now is not quite a great fit. What I want to encourage you to do is to stop and examine your needs. What would make your situation better? I mean, obviously, if you are out of work and you're looking for a job, you need a position. But what position is going to be a not just a great fit professionally, but what is going to be a good fit for you mentally and your health? And if you're in a job that is frustrating you, you know, what would improve those conditions? If you could change things, what would it be? Something that I've learned, at least for me personally, is that just because your current position is not meeting your needs, that doesn't mean that you immediately have to leave, that it's over. You can possibly work with your employer to improve your position. All right, let's move on. After this point in my story, I talk a lot about... The process of going to a doctor, to of going to a doctor to figure out what they can do to help my condition, uh, the frustration, the countless visits, you know, side effects, all the challenges that I face during that time, I I don't really want to ignore that, but there's not a lot I want to add to that conversation other than. It is really important to find great people, great professionals to help you on your journey. And that is tough. And so it means talking to people, asking people for recommendations. And it's the last thing when you're feeling these things that you want to do. So, you know, if you are someone that is caring for someone else, your role is so crucial in finding the right people to help your loved one. I cannot emphasize that enough. I did not have the capacity to look for good providers. My wife was pivotal in helping me get the help I need. And that kind of leads directly into my next point is you have to be your own advocate. You know, whether that is your friend, your mom, your cousin, someone needs to be there to, to fight for your best interests. And I will reiterate again, you'll you'll hear me say it many times and get tired of me saying this, but everyone's recovery is different. Everyone's recovery is unique. The person that is advocating on your behalf needs to be asking questions as far as a plan for treatment and recovery. Initially, you're going to, You're just wanting relief, and that's fine, and that's okay, but this person needs to be someone watching over you and asking those questions to doctors, to counselors. Next, I want to talk about the process of recovery, uh, what I call getting back on your feet in my story. While everyone's timeline is going to be different on recovery, as that person starts to take steps towards getting better, there'll need to be questions asked on expectations for you know your doctors and your counselors on what's reasonable. I believe it's very healthy to have reasonable goals just to have something for the individual to shoot for and to be working towards, you know, within reason, you have to understand that this may take longer than expected, but you can still have goals that you're working towards. Looking back at last week's episode and at this point in time in my story, you know, I was looking for work again and trying to take steps to get back into the workforce. And at that time, I had to be careful about what positions I chose and how I approached them so not to repeat you know, past mistakes. My time working at Apple Retail was such a gift to me because for the first time, as I say in my story, it was a time I didn't have to think about a job, looking for a job, whether I was going to lose this job. I was, for once, able to... Just to enjoy going to work, coming home, and getting back on my feet. And this was absolutely fantastic for that. Whatever position or role or opportunity you take, it might not be the one that you want to be at long term, but this is a stepping stone in your recovery journey. That's going to be it for this episode. Again, Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, downloading this podcast. I hope that you will hit subscribe so that you'll get notified of future episodes. If you would like to be kept up to date on things with this podcast or uh, things that I'm writing for my book, you can go to my website at CraigBooker.com. Again, that's CraigBooker.com.